nothing's good anymore. Everything is just trying to take more money from me. Yeah. We don't have any. <laughs> we don't have enough money. This is one of the things you subscribe to. Oh my god. I don't want. I gotta. I gotta get rid of some of them. Um, speaking of things people should be subscribed to, welcome to the Dancers Paradise podcast. Oh, all about the money. Let's go. <laughs> that was actually a good one. I didn't call our podcast shit for once. You should applaud me. No. You just mentioned wow. it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Nah. Y'all are awful. Because we all know the podcast is shit, but that's okay. Because this is our shit. It's our shit. Yeah, our one or two listeners still appreciate it. It's fine. Well, I appreciate them. Um, I'm joined today by the lovely Sungar, as usual, me, and uh, Mr. Kyler Emia. We keep trying to get Strider back on. We literally dragged him into the chat and said, come here. And then he just left. <laughs> so he hides sad. in the dumpster. We can't find him. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll get him for uh, for episode about like Final Fantasy or something. That'd be cool. He said he wants to come back for Elden Ring. Oh, we need yeah. To do Elden more, Ring. We need to do more video game podcasts. Um, I'm going mean, to definitely play Elden Ring. I'm excited for that. I think we're all going to play Elden Ring. Maybe not. Kyle. I mean, sure. Yeah. I don't know if he cares. <laughs> we'll see. I'm not sure. We'll see. I don't think I have the we'll time. Well, like that game takes so long, just to, like takes so, you have to put so much into it for so long just to get through everything. <laughs> that's um, yeah. I, I your your time is what's short compared to everybody else in the groups. Yeah, <laughs> makes me big. Sense. Um, so we spent our time watching uh, a couple movies. Uh, one that we wanted to talk about, which was uh, Dead Heat, a zombie. A buddy cop movie yeah 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 i'd call it that <laughs> from 1988 i don't i don't it's it's kind of a comedy i don't know if it it's so bad but it's so good though <laughs> so it was decided to be a lot of different things and uh we had some suggestions to watch black mirror and so we cherry picked a couple episodes and i think we had a pretty damn good time with that what, did we have a suggestion about it? I don't remember. I thought you were talking about it, and I was like, that sounds awesome. Let's watch it. Yeah, that's how it came up. Was just brought up the Striking Pipers episode, and then we were like, I want to see that because it sounds so ridiculous. I, I brought up uh, Black Mirror and Love and Robots, and then later Kashik requested that we, we talk about both those things, and I was like, okay, well, we did Love and Robots, and we kind of didn't have a lot to say because it was the second season and that was whatever um yeah i like leather robots super cool but these guys have never seen black mirror and i've seen them all i love black mirror some episodes are better than others uh if y'all haven't seen that it is like a horror slash drama slash comedy it's it's an anthology series of what the near future could look like based on technology and people's lives revolving around that and what happens in dramatic fashion each episode is like its own little movie so you can jump in at any point and have a good time watching what you're watching some episodes leave you like thinking about stuff some episodes are kind of not so good but uh the ones we watched we picked uh I, i found a list and we watched um one of the worst rated and one of the best rated episodes and, and probably good. good. I wanted to go across the whole spectrum. Oh, uh, I, I want to watch more of it. Like even just watching these two episodes, like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to see because there's there's kind of a link between the two two episodes that we watch. So I want to know, like, what 
the common common theme is between them all because it's like what five seasons now of it um there's a couple i don't know if there's five but there's plenty of episodes um and there is i guess the common theme would be that a lot of the technology kind of piles on itself or is the same throughout different episodes like some episodes will be specifically about that implant that you saw like the vr system mm-hmm. and yeah, then I noticed it was some like those just... vipers and the calister one yeah so like striking uh, and then they'll be like so you saw those two episodes that utilize that system and then there'll be like another episode that'll be mostly about that system and other thing like that that little head thing comes up a bunch they use that a lot there's a lot of vr stuff going on it's interesting do we, oh, it is. Do we want to start talking about striking vipers? Because I like that episode. I think you want to. So, so I can hear him smiling. <laughs> striking vipers was one of the worst rated, and I this one is every time I think about Black Mirror. I told the story at the end of the last podcast of what it was, what it was to me. But this is the one that sticks out to me the most out of any of them. And uh, I'm gonna let you go ahead and. Tell us a little bit about Striking Vipers, Kyle. Oh, it's so good. So the episode starts out with like two, uh, I think two couples. Uh, basically, you have um, the main characters are Danny Parker and his girlfriend, Theo. Um, then you also have uh, Danny's friend, Carl. And he was I think he was with the girl, too. I can't remember. Um, but he was. But it was. Yeah, know, they're not named. So they don't matter. But it starts out with uh, Danny and Carl playing a video game called striking vipers which is a uh, a fighting game it's kind of like you know mortal Kombat, that kind of thing basically just a rip off of that the characters are very similar and you see them playing the game and them playing as their 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 mains basically the character they play the most for danny it's lance um and for carl he plays a female character called roxette uh shows them playing and they're they're really into the game like they have a lot of fun with it but all of a sudden so jam oh yeah the the episode flashes forward like over a decade later and now we see like danny's married with theo his previous girlfriend they have a kid together who's five and we learn that he had kind of like fallen out with carl his, his previous friend and we're joined at like Danny's birthday party, which was kind of nuts. Like <laughs> Danny has this big old birthday party. There's tons of people there. I was like, I, I don't have any birthday parties like that. It's crazy. No, for a five-year-old? No, no, it wasn't even for the they five-year-old. Money, it was for him. It was for him. Oh, was yeah. it for him? He didn't even look like yeah. he had any friends there. No. He looked like he didn't fucking know anybody there. I know. He looked I like he didn't know the barbecue. So you know what? <laughs> to be fair, that's what happens when you get married and have kids. Yeah. You, you just don't have friends that come to your house anymore. <laughs> Especially when you have a kid, like I had friends I'd go visit and that would come over and we kick it and do this and that. And then that shit just died. <laughs> like nobody, but you can only tell people like, oh, I got my kid tonight so many times before they stop calling. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that's just like, how yeah, that probably works. Probably a kid tonight. And then they have kids later and they realize, and now guess what? Nobody has friends anymore. So that's that's understandable. That's that's not even a future shit. That's just a real shit. Yeah. But um, but Carl shows up, He shows up to his birthday party and he gets him a gift. And the gift is the latest installment of Striking Vipers, Striking Vipers X. And he gets him not only the game, but also a virtual reality um, like station to actually play it. And the VR kit, it's not like, you know, what we have right now. It's kind of like the small device that you plant on the side of your head. Like your forehead. It's like your temple, right? And kind of. yeah. it just looks like a little Bluetooth speaker or so yeah, a little, a little iPod. Yeah, it, it like sticks to your head and you're basically um like sent to a virtual 
reality, like literally um, where your body doesn't move, but you're in the game. It's kind of how it works. And the one thing I didn't like is like their eyes stay open when they're in yeah, this they're like state. glazed over. They're glazed over. Yeah, yeah. eyes would hurt so it's, bad afterwards. Uh, it's weird. Yeah, it, it is. It doesn't matter. It is kind of strange. <laughs> uh, but he gets them this thing. Uh, so that night, um, they both decide to play the game, and this is kind of where the story, like, you kind of give what's coming. So they're they're playing the game, and it, it's pretty cool because the game itself actually emulates all the sensations that you would go through if you're in a fight you actually don't get hurt of course but you feel like you do and it's pretty neat they're doing all these same moves that you had seen in the scene like 10 years ago they have the same attacks but now they're actually experiencing it and then they start making out <laughs> yeah which they simulated this apparently for some out of nowhere, like uh, Carl's character, Roxanne, she just starts kissing Lance, who's being played by Danny. And Danny's like into it for about two seconds. And then and he's, he's like, like no. wait a minute. He's Something's like, wait, no. wrong here. I can't kiss the homies. And he immediately it's just, just, just throws. It's just so weird. They, they kind of just go right into it. Like there's there's not like eyes they give each other or anything. They're just fighting one second and bam, they they're. Trying to fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah. He, he throws Roxanne or Carl off of him and he, he Roxanne leaves the game and then so does Danny. And they're like, this is weird. And and then they're they're done for a little bit. A little keyword little bit. But a little bit, because after a while, they go back into the game and, and they, they don't actually, they don't even they play. Actually- anymore they're just literally fucking every time just the two of them (laughs) every single time and it starts getting weird (laughs) if that wasn't weird enough it is because like (laughs) it's wild to think that like they're like those devs had to like simulate all that that had to think of that possibility happening It, it literally becomes a romance and like danny can't like he can't get it up for his wife anymore because he's like too into the gaming situation and and like and Carl has been like he's he's a a player. He he never he never settled down. So and he's with some chick and he can't like figure it out either because he both of them just all they all they want to do it's like taking over their whole life. They just want to get back in the game and fuck each other, but they don't because they're also bros and they don't they understand just wanna, it. Yeah, <laughs> they want to screw the homies. Eventually, it gets to a point where Danny's like, "That's it. Like I'm married. I'm trying to have a kid. Uh, <laughs> like this needs to stop." So he just drops it completely, cuts all contact with Carl and says, this is done now. So we fast forward to Dan to uh, basically a year since this started, which is Danny's next birthday party. And we learn that Theo surprises him, his wife, um, by inviting Carl to, to dinner. He's like, no, what? What? No, why'd you do that? He's like, well, I thought you guys were friends because she doesn't. Obviously, she doesn't she has know. No idea. <laughs> so this is when it gets fucking weird <laughs> again, because the, there's basically the three of them. You have Danny, his wife, Theo and Carl. They're just eating dinner. They're trying to make small talk. And Theo's like, oh, I got to get such and such and goes to the kitchen. And you get a little private conversation with Carl and Danny. Carl goes so hard. And it was funny because I was right? laughing. I was like, what about before this even happened? I was like, man, some of those characters are like bears and shit. How does that work? Like, I was I was I was laughing at my own joke. And then Carl's going in. He's just going in on Danny. Like, 
I miss you so much. I miss what we had. I can't right. live without it. Nothing's ever the same. I tried this. I tried it with other people. It didn't work. I fucked up polar bear and I still couldn't get you out of my <laughs> Dude, oh my you just like, like think like, what is the scene for that? You just, is he going around being like, yo, want to fuck like in the game? <laughs> oh, I'm sure that like, there's a huge community for it. If there's a game that allows you for it, look at, look at second life. You're not even allowed to stream it on Twitch. Cause that's all people oh my do. God, is fuck each other. People will yeah, do it in world of Warcraft. Weird. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> Moonguard is a fucking pig stuff. People cannot stop fucking each other no matter what they're doing. It's so <laughs> awful. Never go to Goldshire. But yeah, soon, sure enough, as much as Danny's saying no, he hops on that night with Carl again and they do it again. But there's a difference because this time while they're doing it, Carl as Roxanne, his character in game, says i love you oh yeah i oh, forgot about that oh. that was the turning point you can't do that danny's like nah can't tell the homie you love him weird <laughs> yeah they just got weird now yeah now it's weird <laughs> so danny's like that's it this has to end so he he invites <laughs> carl to meet him in an alleyway in real life, I this fucking isn't in the love game. this scene. This was like the, my right? favorite scene from it. And Carl's like, so what, we, we gonna fight? And he's like, nah, we're gonna kiss. We <laughs> gotta go in the rain under an overpass to find out. He's like, we gotta find out if this is like, if we're gay or like, if we're, it, I, I just gotta oh, know what this is. Yeah. And it's like this beautifully shot scene. They're in the dark of night, you know, it's raining, you know, they're looking at each other. <laughs> Danny, he's, they're like, like, who's gonna do it? Who's gonna do it? Danny's like, I can't. You do it. You start. And fucking Carl goes in, and they go for it, and they share a beautiful kiss together. And then they both back up. They're like, nope, not gay. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they're like, no. Nope, <laughs> he's like, not, yeah, feel nothing. Not gay. <laughs> I loved how uh, so good. during the scene too, Danny's like, you know, if there's fireworks, all right, we'll figure something out. But if not, this ends. Are you up for it? I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Immediately, he's like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so I'm up for it. I find it funny. Carl's the first one to be like, yeah, nope, nothing. <laughs> I, I think he was lying. God. I think that's what it was. That's. I feel like that's what it was implying. I, I don't think it was. I think he's just that kind of person. Like, Carl lived a carefree life. He seemed like the homie. Like, he just does whatever he does. And he was willing to check. Because, I mean, obviously, this thing had been ruling their lives for a couple of years now and they just had to had they had to know you have to know yeah That's all they thought about and this led to like the the final conflict where they both said yeah like no this is nothing but carl still wants to do the thing in the game and they Danny's like no the game, yeah. and they start fighting each other like they're physically fighting at this point and eventually they get found by a cop who arrests both of them and they get sent to a police station and uh, i want Danny's to know that conversation with the police yeah. Why are you two fighting? Because <laughs> uh, we're not gay. We don't want to fuck. <laughs> we don't want to fuck each other in the game we're not anymore. Gay. We want to fuck. <laughs> can't kiss but, yeah, um, could you, what the fuck, man? Could you imagine? <laughs> after after Theo picks that. him up <laughs> from the police station, he's kind of forced to to spill out what's going on. To tell his and wife. this is where you get this really strange ending where 
they they have an agreement to I guess do this. I don't know if there's a schedule. There's clearly something. I think it's once a year. Yeah. Yeah, it's once a year. It's, it it seems like it's to birthday, be like right? on his birthday where Theo, Danny's wife, will give him the the VR controlling like device and in return she will give Danny her wedding ring. And while he goes to play play striking vipers <laughs> X with Carl, Theo basically goes out to sleep with random strangers that she meets. Well, Such I a mean, weird ending. They had they had had a situation where Danny had changed towards Theo and, and she wasn't feeling the same. And she was like getting hit on by guys at bars and, and was just like, it doesn't. Well, what am I supposed to do if you're out here? fucking your best friend online you know i got wants and needs too and so they kind of made a deal to have an open relationship for yeah. a night i guess <laughs> which really doesn't seem that bad everybody was happy yeah it's a happy ending <laughs> i guess it's very strange in a weird way it's yeah it's interesting though <laughs> it's like honestly the, the weirdest whole, happy ending. the whole concept like i don't know how someone came up with this it's fantastic i love this episode someone had to pitch this in a boardroom and like I'm kind of sad that we knew it was going to happen because if if you watch this not knowing, oh my god! <laughs> That's Dude, like, I, just, yeah. I, I still want to see that pitch. <laughs> so we got two bros, and what do they do? They uh, they fuck, but they're not gay. <laughs> but they. Fuck. I mean, if you if you guys have seen the rest of, the, we'll watch more episodes. I do. I you guys more, seem yeah. like you're totally on board for that. Um, it's it's a cool show. It they go all over the place with it. Um, I won't give any more away. Because I did that with this one on accident. I didn't know if we were really going to watch it or not. I was just trying to get you on board. Yeah. No, it's good. But uh, they all kind of, they're all stories from different visionaries, I guess. I don't think they're, they're not, definitely not all made by the same person. If Um, they were, that's a fucked up person. (laughs) Once an artist, you wouldn't understand. (laughs) I got so many emotions. But that's a, it's a good, it's a good. It's a good. I like it. I like the idea. I wonder. I like everything behind it. What is? Why is it considered the worst? Do you know? Is just because it's so strange. I think it's more so like because you guys you said it, it's different if you hadn't known what was going to happen. Like when I first saw it, I was really off put by the whole situation, and I told you I told my coworker to watch it, not knowing what it was myself, oh, and he man. didn't know. And I don't think he's ever watched another Black Mirror episode oh, after that. Like, yeah, that's right, because it's episode one of the fifth series. So that's the first yeah. episode you'll see. <laughs> yeah, especially. And for me, I was like hyped. I was like, yeah, more Black Mirror. Let's go. And then Wait that's the first thing that happens. And it's it's one of the more extreme and a, uh, more jarring episodes of the series, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, it's it definitely is. <laughs> it was it was strange. Uh, it's it's fun though i enjoyed the hell out of it it was even better the second time around watching <laughs> watching it with you guys and seeing your reaction was great uh, <laughs> but uh i think that brings us to our next episode which is like kind of different uh th- there's connections this one was make, like way more sinister yeah it, like, i like this one a lot uh, too this is considered yeah one it was really ones. good it's, it's um, really fucked up concept did you, wa- did you want to take it away for this uh, unless Soon wants to. Ooh, so, you want to teach uh, us about USS Callister? 
No. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Sue's job. All right. So we watched uh, USS Callister, <laughs> which is pretty good. It's um, it's a good one. Yeah. It's got what's his name? Jesse Blevins. Plemons, I want to say. I think it is. Yeah, Plemons. It's uh, no, Jesse Plemons. <laughs> yeah, he's um, he's super good in uh, um, God, what is it? Uh, fucking. Oh, why did I think Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> it's not <laughs> <Brokeback> that. <laughs> It's the meth lab one. Uh, I'm gonna have to edit this. God damn it! The meth <laughs> yeah. lab one. Uh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Yeah, he's in Breaking Bad. That's the first place I saw him. So, and he's like a little psychopath in that one. Um, but he's got a range of like acting skills. He played it really well. We're here. Um, he is a USS Callister is about a gaming company basically, and the game is a space simulator. It was kind of weird. I didn't, I didn't remember that this one was a gaming one as well. Yeah. But it's a virtual reality space simulator um, that basically looks like Star. Uh, well, no, he's got his own special version that looks like Star Trek, but he is the creator of the game and he works as a CFO or he's not the top of the He's the, the chief he's technical a, officer, the CTO. He's the CTO. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of uh, Callister Inc. And this is the company behind the game. Uh, it's like a phenomenon worldwide game that everybody's playing and he's the brains behind it. He's got a friend who helped him with the company. Who's the face, I guess you would say. And he kind of goes to work and doesn't really do anything. You know, he had the idea, he created it. And now he's just kind of holding this like sad position where nobody respects him. Nobody considers him a boss. He is, he's like a shut in. He doesn't have any friends. He He's like, uh, he's a he's a total loner um everybody like belittles him at work doesn't even pay attention to him so when he goes home at night he has a special version of the game where he has uploaded his various co-workers into the game and his version of the game looks like a star trek ripoff oh yeah so it's the whole episode looks like an old episode of star trek which yeah. is kind of fun they they all there's there's the ships look similar. They got the same kind of goofy, corny story plots. Not new Star Trek, old Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Like, the set is amazing for just the whole the whole thing. The set's great. Like the everything um, looks cool. Yeah. For striking Vipers, like everything's kind of like a modern setting. So you, they didn't have to work too hard on it. But for the Callister one, there's like models of stuff. They have like custom made posters of the game and books and tons of stuff. And they even have um, <laughs> these custom. It's not Star Trek in the show in the episode. They call it Space Fleet instead because copyright. Ah, oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yes, they, copyright. Yeah, they Space call it Fleet. Space Fleet. And they have like uh, these really cool jackets and everything. And they're they're meticulously designed. It's really good. I, I enjoyed it. I was like, this looks this looks nice. It's great. All his crewmates. He is obviously playing. You know, he, he boots himself in with the same virtual reality tool that uh there was a virtual reality peripheral that was in striking vipers. They kind of carry that over through a lot of the episodes and he basically gets to live out his fantasies as captain. I don't know. Picard. I don't uh, know anything captain about Daly. star Trek. That's just his name. Well, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's captain daily and he's, Dirt. uh, he's got his crewmates, you know, you got like, it, it looks just like the old star Trek, you know, one's an alien and one's like a dude working the, the weapons and, you know, he's, you know, Starfleet to command, you know, that kind One of shit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you first start out and you see him. He's had his horrible day at work. There was a new employee that he met who was kind of interested in him. 
until all the other employees were like, oh, no, that guy's a loser. Don't pay attention to him. He's a joke. And uh, we we find Daly just goes home and and plays out his fantasy of VRs it up. Yeah, he VRs it up and and feels like he has power in this world he's created because he does. He can do anything he wants. (laughs) It's the admin. Yeah, it's he is the admin. It's worth noting, like how different he acts in real life compared to the game. And Jesse, the actor, does such a good job of like just they're two completely different people. Like I said, he plays like the total loner, sad boy. And then he goes in and he's like I said, Captain Picard. He's taking command. He's telling people what to do. And everybody. It's funny because you, you get into it and he, he does his first mission. And the whole squad that he, his whole team is just cheering on. him. they're like, hip, hip, hooray. Three cheers for Captain Daly. You know, this is a total like power trip fantasy for this guy. Oh, oh yeah. This Thanks is all time. he likes. He's like um, making out with all the female crew members. It's yep. yeah, it, it's a lot. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's everything he uh, he wants. Um, later the next day, we find that Captain Daly, not Captain Daly, um, Captain Daly himself, he has taken a coffee cup of the new employee, Cole, who had met him yesterday, and he takes it home and we find out that uh he is using his co-workers dna this part was a little confusing because somehow he takes their dna and uploads their entire personality like their entire yeah it's like their entire consciousness he uploads a copy of that to the game itself and forces them to be his crewmates and there was a scene before where one of his crewmates had made a mistake. And you see, like, like Tyler was saying, he flips a switch. He becomes somebody totally different when he is disobeyed. He, he like starts choking him and like gets super violent, super quick. He, he's straight evil when he wants to be. He's totally power tripping. Big time. And he uploads his coworker and she isn't uh, Starfleet ready, I guess. As soon as she's uploaded, she is uploaded and thinks she is the actual co-worker. So the copy thinks, like, what am I doing in this Infinity game? Um, why am I here? She's, like, yelling at the other crewmates, like, what the fuck is going on? She's freaking out. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? You chill out <laughs> or it's going to get worse. Yeah. What, it's a wet dude. It gets way it, worse. It's crazy because what the first scene implies is that these are just game characters, but with skins of his co-workers. And originally you think that the DNA, oh, that's how he makes the skin perfectly to match that that coworker. Uh, but it's not just that. They're actually like basically real people in the virtual it's actually world. Them. <laughs> so it's not just Cole, the new worker, who's like, you no, know, wondering what's going on. It's everyone in the game, even the people that Cole is fighting um, in his little like uh, simulation mission are other people thing. that he's placed in there. Basically playing a role, pretending uh, so that they don't get punished by uh, Captain Daly, quote unquote. And the system that they're using to go into the game is the same one that is used in Striking Vipers, exactly the same. So it simulates like just like Striking Striking Vipers did uh, physical sensations. So like when he actually hurts the characters, they feel pain. That's apparently just how it works. So yeah. then you realize how fucked up this modded version of a video game actually is. He's not doing this to, you know, just 
code. These are essentially actual people. They're yeah, basically they're, they're they're just digital versions of them. They're, they're they're real. They are existing consciousnesses, uh, whether created or not. They 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 feel what they feel, and uh, I mean, one of the most horrifying parts is that they can't die unless he decides they can die. So yeah, there's a scene where Cole is freaking out and refuses to obey. Uh, daily when he decides to come back and play the game he shows up as captain so-and-so and says let's do our mission and she's like fuck that i'm out of here and he slaps uh he like uses force powers and basically shuts her mouth and face and i think he doesn't he really remove her mouth or yeah something he like, like that? erases her whole face and is like you better listen to me and she starts suffocating and he's like you better listen to me or i can just make you suffocate forever and you won't die you'll just feel like that forever and i'm like holy shit that's so much yeah that is horrifying like like he's he's a shitty person in general he he is a shitty person the awful of awful yeah and you see it it seems even in sorry you see it even in real life too because like some of the coworkers are telling cole like how kind of creepy he is like one describes him as um, the watcher. I, something similar. Yeah, because he just stares. And, and after she does, you see that. Yeah, he actually does. Like instead of working, he literally watches Cole at work for hours just staring. It's at so her. creepy. It is really weird. So you can kind of see hints of it in real life as well. And something that he he part, partakes in in the game. It's so fucked. It's- it's one of the things I really like about the whole series is nothing is like black and white. Everything is shades of gray because like he's a shithead, but it's obvious that he's not a shithead just because he's always been a shithead. It look, people have just been treating him like shit for so long that he became a shithead and he acts so shitty that you kind of forget about that part. And you're like, oh, he's a villain now, you know, yeah. and, and it, it's it kind of echoes a lot of stuff in real life where, you know. People just end up awful because of how they were treated, and it sucks. It doesn't excuse it, but it is something to keep in mind. Um, so they uh, they do a little mission where uh, <laughs> Daily beams them all down to a planet, and they play out a hokey, uh, uh, basically any old Star Trek where like a standoff. Yeah, they have a standoff and he's battling. Um, I don't remember the name of the guy, but it's his arch enemy. And, and at one point, like the pizza comes. And so Daly's like, oh, pizza's here. Pause game. And then kind of like dips out of the game. And everybody else. Yeah, everybody else is like, oh, God, thank God. Like everybody, even when he's not in the game, they are still active. They are still they, you know, they exist whether he's there or not. And so they basically just have to wait and chill out. They take a little break. Even the enemy's like, oh, God, good. This fucking gun is heavy. I'm going to put this down. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. He's like, this thing is fucking heavy. And the reason it's like this is because the game that it's a space simulation game, but it's an MMO. It's it's a multiplayer game by default. So um, even though he paused the game, he's just really pausing his character so that he doesn't get hurt essentially everything else still runs because it's based off of an mmo you can't pause a multiplayer game yeah mm-hmm. he uh he comes back and uh it, it comes it becomes apparent that he doesn't it doesn't matter like how good of a uh he, <laughs> he just he defeats the guy by saying oh look over there it's a naked lady and then shooting him when the guy looks and they all just have to play along <laughs> and say oh that was the greatest plan you're so wonderful captain daily and um 
once they're done with that, they all head back and everybody, uh, Cole starts convincing everybody once Daly has left the game to plot their escape. And she is a coder, so she starts to recognize things that she could do to find a way out that they hadn't previously thought of. There's about to be a big update for the actual game, which is somehow affecting uh, Daly's version of the game. There's a wormhole that's being created in uh, the it's update. Like stuck is connected to the through. internet or something. Yeah, it's still connected to the internet somehow. Yeah, it, it kind of makes sense because there's no way his computer could run the type of game Infinity is. Because how Infinity is implied to work is it's not just a a space simulator MMO. It's a space MMO that creates quests procedurally based off of what is the players are actually doing. And they display this in the next scene where they're making their plan. And Cole is basically acting like a a good space cadet. (laughs) She's doing her job and she says, you know, Captain, we've detected a, um, a spaceship that's giving off distress signal on planet such and such. And the game will take that information and create a quest based off of it without Daly's input whatsoever. So, oh, I didn't notice that. That's cool. Yeah, so that's how the game works. And there's no way he could run that locally. So it's connected to the main game. It's just confined um, in this little thing that he has. So like it can't a modded server. Yeah, basically. So it can't like spread out to the rest of the game. No one else can see it, essentially. Um, and it's it's I mean, maybe it could happen. It's the future. You know, you don't know his computer might have 5000 quadrobytes or whatever. Like, who knows? <laughs> he, could, he could do it. But um, <laughs> five thousand quintillabytes. One thing that that is, I did want to mention too. The uh, the bad guy that that Daly shoots as he's like quote dying after getting shot by Captain Daly. He's literally begging Captain Daly subtly to just kill him and to just end stop. It, yeah, yeah. He's like, I've been a good villain, haven't I? Come on, please. I've done everything. Yeah, he's like, no, (laughs) like it's against space cadet code to to kill an unarmed enemy, send him to the brig. It kind of makes you wonder, like, how long they've been doing this, you know? It seems like it's been a hot minute. Like these people have been stuck in there. And when when you realize how like uh, submissive they are to everything and how it's just this is normal life, like they gave up on trying to escape. Uh, a long time ago because and remember for them i've never stopped yeah you know even when he's at work they're still just wandering around the ship they can't they did they don't even are they actually the one on the ship or they just i I feel like they were just stuck in the room with like the bar no they they had the the ship they just didn't show that all but um they make it clear they can't do anything they they can't they can drink for some reason but they can't they can't have sex. They can't. They have no body parts. <laughs> they got no. They got no things. I forgot. Someone was like, "I miss shitting." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a whole little scene. I miss taking a big old shit. It's like, oh my I god, I can't even right. do it. <laughs> uh, did we? Uh, did we mention the 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 one coworker that apparently got turned into a monster? No, she she had. She was a regular Starfleet. Uh, oh, I forget. Space about Fleet that. person. Because Valdex summons her. <laughs> yeah, she was a regular coworker who was a a space fleet helper who backtalked, and so he turned her into a space monster who is now his 
I mean, he's literally using these people as if they're like action figures and he does whatever he wants. And yeah, if they do anything bad, he says too bad. You're now a gross monster. So it's also weird because when he pauses to get his pizza, they're like talking to her and it seems like they can actually communicate. But we get into uh, Cole's plan to finally. Oh, yes. It's not so much to escape because they know that they're, you know, that they're not real. It's it's basically for them to die. And it's kind of a weird plan. So Cole is able she's she's as we said a coder she's able to actually hack into part of the 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 build that daily has and is able to access like a setting screen and she's able to log into one of her accounts and message her real world self <laughs> blackmailer this was the dumbest idea she <laughs> she messaged her real world self saying ah help i'm stuck in the game on daily's computer and then sends her an invite to uh to join the game that they're currently it literally on. said call the cyber police yeah and i don't know why that was a weird thing to send i don't understand that yeah and and cole or yeah real world cole's like goes to goes to actual daily and says hey this is kind of weird do you know about anything about this he's like hey like, did no, you invite me to this game I, it's like what probably just spam <laughs> and she's like yeah probably and she just goes back to work <laughs> which is also weird because you figure like they're caught the one in the game is a digital copy. It's exactly like exactly the same. You think she would kind of figure how her real world stuff would react? Yeah, yeah. I don't she know. Thought, it seemed like, like she did when she sent the message, but then it was totally different when it came out. So who knows? Maybe it was just a little flub. I don't know. But uh, I'm daily, willing to look past it. Yeah, daily enters the game again, and he's fucking mad. <laughs> and yeah. uh, to punish Cole, he actually doesn't do anything to her. Instead, he takes another of the crew members and basically turns her into a giant monster very painfully. The same monster, yeah. I might add. Yeah, she's like screaming the whole time. She literally transforms and locks them into the brig. And that is her punishment. So after this, Cole comes up with a new plan because they noticed that there's a, a wormhole when they're looking at the space throughout the space window. And that wormhole supposedly represents a uh, Infinity, the game's next update. Mm. And she says, if we can go into that wormhole, we can contact the main servers, crash into the game's firewall, which will detect and them as, as basically a virus and delete them. And then they'll die. Yeah. The only way they can die. <laughs> it's a cool plan. Everybody's on board. She gets them all ready, hyped to go. Except for the one guy. Oh, yeah. um, and one guy says he doesn't want to do it. And you kind of find out how fucked up Daily really is. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the one person, Walton, he's the copy of actual Walton, who is the CEO. And basically the person Daily hates the most. <laughs> he's the CEO. Well, they used of the to company. be best friends, right? <laughs> they did. They used to be best friends. But after after the company got like really huge, that quickly changed. and. He was the first person on the, quote, USS Callister, the first person on the ship. He used to be the only person that that daily would terrorize because there was no one else. And one day he brought someone else with him to join Walton only for a bit, though. And it turned out to be Walton's son, Tommy, who's like he he stole Tommy's fucking lollipop. Eight or nine years old. Yeah, he took a lollipop that he was uh, the. He was eating, took it back home to copy his DNA, put him in game 
and made Walton watch as he threw him into the airlock and ejected him, him into to space. space. It was fucked up. He's like, and he's like, if you don't listen to me, I can literally do this over and over and over in front of you and make you watch your son have his blood boil in space. It was like, fuck, man. All right. Yeah. And that's kind of it's kind of like a thing. Like, I know that, like, yeah, he was treated shittily, but like, what pushes a person to go that far? Who even knows? That's just like, that's just just the corruption of power, man. That's what that's happens. So people get power and they fucking lose their mind. It's gross. They launch people at airlocks into space. But the thing that Walton was trying to uh, to, sh- to show is that um, Cole or not Cole, excuse me, Dally Dally could uh, summon them whenever because he has copies of all of their DNA inside of a refrigerator next to his uh, uh, next to his computer. So even if they delete themselves from the game, he can just bring them back using that DNA. It doesn't matter whatever they do. So they have to come up with a plan to somehow go into the real world and get rid of the DNA that Dally has and then throw themselves into the wormhole. And they do this so much. Yeah, it's a lot. And I was actually curious how they're going to do it. And Cole actually finds a way. She threatens her real world self with blackmails herself (laughs) with pictures from her like what did they call Instagram it? Instagram, basically. It photo cloud or something. Yeah, it's just yeah. Instagram. It was some, like, or some Instagram uh, explicit rip-off. Explicit pictures of herself using her own account to get her to do what she wanted. And they're like, are you sure that she's going to like break into someone's house and go through their fridge for that? She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the, the one time she's like, yeah, I know myself in reality. <laughs> And well, uh, it worked because, you know, it worked. Yeah, it did. The next, there was yeah. a huge plan. They'd like order a pizza at Dale's thing while he's in game. So he pauses the game, quote, pause, um, because the whole thing, they can't fly the ship if Daly's not there. They're not allowed to. Doesn't let them. Um, yeah, it's be in the game. And then while he's doing that, real world Cole's in there being all sneaky, going through the fridge. It's it's pretty neat. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Replaces his like VR thongy. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, he has to. He has like a little communicator that they have to steal and use. Um, There's a whole little plot where Cole has to get him on a planet alone and then the pizza comes. Yeah, like you were saying, and they have to make him log out for a second, not log out, but just pause the game, steal his shit and then start using everything to make the ship move again towards the black hole. Yeah, like I like I said, they also put like the fake VR headpiece. Oh yeah, she she planted a the real world coal planted a fake VR thing to add them more time. He like kept trying to turn it on, it wasn't working. Turns out he had a backup just sitting there because he's a I'm assuming a millionaire. He's oh, he's a lot guy. of money. Yeah, he must have a lot of money. So he's just got backups. He don't even care. Like, and whatever. um, they're speeding their way towards the uh, black hole. Um, there is a scene where one of the engines fail for some reason. They hit one of the asteroids. They hit, yeah, oh, there's like this whole it's kind of a fun little space chase at this point and they have to go through an asteroid belt. They hit one of them and uh, they're like, oh, we're fucked. We can't do anything unless somebody goes and fixes the engine. And if you fix the engine, you're going to be burned alive and sent into space, which is doubly terrible because you're not going to die. You're just going to have to exist like that. Um, burned and flying through space. And Walden is like, you know what? Fuck daily. I'm going to do it. I'm going to send everybody out. We're going to make this work. I- I like this part because he like because of the shit he's like you like you think he's gonna have a heartfelt moment with Daly over the comms he's like oh, I just says all the shit to him 
like oh, I know yeah. all the work hard work you did it was like continue i don't remember exactly what he said but he keeps going and he's like i should have said all this but you know what now fuck you and then he's fucking turns <laughs> <in>. <laughs> that was pretty good you he's gonna apologize for some shit and he's like you know what now fuck you go fuck yourself go fuck yourself and uh they they blast off through the black hole and they make it and daily who was stranded on the planet as his captain character is um trying to catch up and he just can't make it the callister the ship they're on the big ship makes it through the black hole and daily can't catch up and the black hole closes on him and at this point the he starts getting warnings that the the actual infinity game is detecting like malicious code and is going to delete everything. And he's like, oh, fuck, man. And he's just also introduces, like a liability. These VR headsets, I think, too. Absolutely. Because it like, yeah. deletes him. <laughs> yeah, because he's stuck in his VR. He, so he is logged in. He's got his VR peripheral on. And, you know, like just like striking vipers, he's like zonked out in reality. He's comatose. And suddenly because the game itself is deleted while he's inside it. It zooms out on him basically seeming like he's brain dead in real life. Cause he's, he's like not drooling really, and everything. Yeah. His consciousness is not in his body and it's not in the game anymore. Actually. So he's kind of just dead, I guess he, he's still in the game though. Remember? I don't think so. I think it deleted everything. No, it deleted everything. Yeah. I, I, at the end of it, um, no, because remember, um, at the end of the end of the episode, he's inside the ship while all the stars are like going out and he keeps saying exit game, exit game. And he he's not able to exit the game. He, no, that's yeah, what we're that's, saying. That's what, that's what we're saying. Show some drooling and stuff. Yeah, he's unable. To, he can't exit the game as it's being destroyed. <laughs> so well, there's going to be nothingness. His consciousness is within the game. As the whole thing is destroyed, so it's oh, not like the game is still exists. I see what you're saying. Okay, and uh, so he's he gets what he deserves, pretty much, which kind of brings me back to the sad part of like he's not he wasn't just evil, like he was kind of made this way because you know I, I guess it's it's a whole moral quandary of like they weren't actually real people who he was treating wrong, so he probably thought he wasn't being too bad, but he was being real bad, and I don't know. At the end of the day, you're happy he's fucked. Yeah. Um. And then the crew um, thinking they're going to die actually reawakens on the other side of the black hole. And now they're actually themselves. The consciousness that, that, you know, they have been is now uploaded into the actual infinity game. Infinity. And, you know, it kind of just it, it shows them and they're like, oh, shit, we can just do whatever we want now. And we got this. That was cool. Like, it's a cool concept. Yeah, it is. And, you know, now they just live inside an MMO forever and they can just do whatever they want. It's. And that's the end. It's it's pretty cool. I, I like it. I love that they get they interact with a player. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they the first thing and they do is interact it's with exactly what you think. He's like, He's like hey. get out of my quadrant, you nerds! I'm gonna blow you to hell if you don't. I'm the king of space. <laughs> I'm the great. king of space. That's uh, the person that plays Gamer Six Nine One is fucking Aaron Paul. Oh, from fucking Breaking oh, Bad. Jesse Pink. Jesse Pinkman. Oh, Jesse Pinkman. Oh, yeah. You should have said I'm the king of space, bitch. <laughs> I would have known then. Bitch. Oh. Oh, it's such a good I episode. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, I am excited to, to watch more of these. So if anybody has any specific episodes, I know um, uh, Kashik had a couple episodes. He wanted me to watch. He gave me like 10 of them. 
Oh, dang. Yeah, I'll watch them all. I will watch all of them. Like, if Striking <laughs> Vipers is considered the worst one, I'm probably going to like all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. The There's some, there's, there's a couple that are, there's one that I like, really like. There's some that are not so great, um, that are just kind of whatever. Um, but a lot of them get really emotional. Like, there's a lot of drama in, like, there's like one of the first episodes like always stuck with me and i i don't like the feeling it left me with oh (laughs) Oh, no but um but uh, yeah we'll definitely watch more of those i enjoy these yeah it's it's very similar to um was it love death and robots but yeah i think it it has so much more substance than the the episodes in that show do like those ones are cool it's also it's also 70 minutes versus 15. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it's not exactly fair to love Death and Robots, but I mean, that that's how it is. <laughs> but, I really like know, Love Death and Robots. If, so. if it has more time to do the things, it has more time to do the things. Well, I don't think, Kyler, I don't think you saw much of the first season of Love, Death and Robots, which is definitely the better one. Yeah, we. I think we watched all of the second season. Yeah, we watched the second season, which was so-so. Yeah, and I, then, I think I went back and watched some of the first season because I was like, I really like the show. <laughs> well more things to watch mm-hmm. speaking of more things to watch uh, our final situation we watched oh. was a little masterpiece from 1988 called <laughs> dead heat you know it was starring uh treat williams of the substitute fame and joe piscopo who has a fun name i don't really know what he's from piscopo. but i've seen him before and uh, it's even got Vincent Price in it, which was kind of cool for me to see. I like Vincent yeah, Price. Yeah, ladder milk. I love his voice. And um, what a weird movie. <laughs> well, I didn't know it's what this such was. A weird movie, I know. Uh, I didn't. Strider suggested this. Yeah, Strider found it. <laughs> and I had no idea what it was going to be. I thought it was a buddy cop movie from the 80s because that's all there was in the 80s. And it's it, 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 like there's jokes. They're not good. The joke, it's so weird because it's a comedy, but the jokes are the worst part. <laughs> like, none of the jokes are funny. Yeah, they're not the <laughs> it's best. The, it's the, like, bombasticness of the rest of it that's funny. <laughs> it it stars, uh, well, we don't know who it stars, but it, it, it has our two cops, uh, Detective Roger Mortis, which is definitely I not, like that. That's, I that's like definitely that not a main character like, name in a movie called Dead Heat. <laughs> oh, my God. And I like it, Roger Mortis and Doug Bigelow. And Doug Bigelow. Um, and they are cops and they're showing up to a jewelry store robbery. And it immediately opens with this like uh, B- Bigelow is like the funny cop and Roger Mortis is the, the serious, no nonsense cop. And Bigelow's making jokes and, and they're just, you know, casually going up to this jewelry store robbery where the the robbers leave and suddenly there's like 50 cops outside oh yeah and it turns into a like ridiculous gun battle it's like a like, war zone yeah so many cops are dying they to got. these two robbers They're, everybody's dying this should be like national news <laughs> there's guns, machine guns revolvers pistols there's so much shit and oh my gosh the robber, these two, the these robbers, two robbers do not care clips. like they, no, they're yeah. just they're not taking cover they're just standing there and and just fucking blasting they're, all all the bad guys in this movie just stand there in in the wide open i don't, I don't care if they're like 
you know, we find out later what the issue is, but like they, no matter what, everybody just stands there and shoots each other. It's like a, a fucking, I don't know, um, revolutionary war fight or something. I don't, it's, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Like they're using guns. They got to like, you, you could stand there because they're not accurate. And shit. Well, I think, wasn't it that like the rules of war was you just stand there and shoot each other? Well, that's, yeah, yeah, but that's what this is. It's weird. This is like action movies before they figured out that that shit is weird and nobody would ever that do movement's that. movement's nice in a, in yeah. a fight. <laughs> um, all the cops are dying and these two robbers just take all these bullets and um, it was funny. There's a scene where like Roger is like, I got an idea and he takes his, <laughs> he gets in his car and it looks like he's going to whip a Yui and just run these guys over. And no, he just drives by them slowly and shoots one with a shotgun, which yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fucking weird. I don't know why he didn't just it, run it's them like over. No different than what they were already doing. He's just shooting a gun at them still. <laughs> they try yeah. to make the scene was, look so cool. He's doing all these like he's going super fast and then they zoom out. And he just like shoots at someone out the window <laughs> and drives by. <laughs> he's in the fire multiple times. He fires like once and then keeps going. Yeah, he only gets one shot off. Like that was your big plan, Emmett. They they finally kill these two uh, criminals. There's 50 dead cops and we get to the police station where there is cliche as fuck police chief going, you guys are on the line. If you have one more mistake, we're going to take your badge and your gun and blah, 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 blah. You never see him again, I don't think. I, th- I think he yelled <laughs> at them. Yeah, I don't think. He yelled at one of them because they had a uh, a revolver that they weren't supposed to have. And it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'd probably have one too if I was fighting that shit. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> they did not, uh, they did not do, they didn't, nothing, nothing took them down. I don't even remember how they really died, but yeah, they just, they just, those robbers just stood there. And apparently it's been a string of robberies going around where a duo of robbers will go and have pretty much the same situation, get in a gunfight and not care and then leave with all the money. And so our two detectives are tasked with figuring out what's going on. And uh, they go to the coroner and the coroner is like, there's uh, the, the two bodies that are there. They, they, they already got autopsy scars and uh, she did the autopsy herself. And um, I don't know what happened. Like, well, that's weird. There's a, there's a weird chemical in their body. And this company is the only place that uh, actually, I don't know if they find that out yet. Oh yeah, they do. They, they, do. they, they um, yep. they find out like, okay, well this, co- this chemical is only being shipped to this company. And so they go visit the company, which is weird in itself because they walk in the door of this big corporation and there's uh, the fucking security guard is just reading porno at the front desk. Like (laughs) it's the middle of the fucking day and there's people wandering around. He's just got like the middle spread of fucking playboy open. It's so weird. I don't know where the fuck this came from. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't know who decided (laughs) like like, that. They get his attention. He just goes back to it. It, but he wasn't like they, the two detectives show up and they're like, hey, what's up? And he's just staring at the vagina of this Playboy centerfold <laughs> for like 30 straight seconds while they're trying to figure out what's going on. It's like just that guy wasn't an actor. Ass- that, was, that, that was just a real life scene that they walked in on. We're like, no, let's leave you. Like, <laughs> they, just, they just actually recorded that on location. <laughs> That's what they Yeah, found. they're just like, like <laughs> we can't get this guy to move. Just fucking use it. Just use it. They, they, I guess they just ignore that and uh, Detective Funny Man makes a few jokes that aren't funny and the public relations person shows up and is like, oh, excuse me, gentlemen, I'll take you where you need to go. Let me show you around since you're asking questions. And and uh, she takes him to the back of the facility 
And they make very clear there's a room called the asphyxiation chamber where they kill yeah. their test animals by it's it's literally a vacuum chamber. And if you know anything about vacuums, um, that's not a great way to die. That's not yeah, like, I feel good. <laughs> it is one of the your, worst. Your blood literally boils as you die. It's fucking horrendous. And they say this is just where we kill our test animals. And it's not a big deal. He, uh, she, well, I can't remember her name. Randy, is that her name? Um, yes. She is the public relations person. Yeah, yeah it's and, Randy. Yeah, she, uh, she takes uh, Mr. Mortis on more of a tour while Bigelow encounters like uh, suddenly a giant bloated corpse starts attacking him. And it's very, very strong. No, uh, not quite. Is, remember, he finds a locked sure? door. And he uh, no. he's like, I wonder what's in here. And the car, the door has like this card reader. So you're supposed to put your like employment employee badge and it'll read it, read it. And he just takes his little guest badge, puts the metal clip that was clinging to his shirt into it <laughs> and just punches it. And it lets him in and he what? finds this giant <laughs> machine um, and with like a table underneath it and that's right. On the table, there's a, a tarp, like a black tarp draped over it. And he goes up to it and there was a a three headed or three faced monster under the tarp. It just starts attacking him. Yeah, it's a big old fucking dead biker. Yeah. It's all yeah, fucking gross. And it's a long fight that suddenly happens. Oh, yeah. This goes on for a while. And, you know, Joe Piscopo or, or Detective Bigelow he's jacked like this dude. This is I, I want to say like he's kind of roided out like. <laughs> he, he, he can't do nothing. Roided. Yeah, he's he's a he's a buff dude, and he can't do nothing. Like the corpses are extra strong; they don't feel pain or nothing. And unfortunately, uh, Detective Roger R- Mortis shows up to help in the fight, and somehow gets knocked into the decompression room that got opened. I don't know how it got opened. But I don't remember either. Yeah, me either, to be honest with you. I think it was just opened. It was just that way. Yeah. And he, they just leave that shit open for some reason. <laughs> there's no like emergency shit on the inside. There's no there's no stop, but there's no e-stops or anything like Come the door shuts me. on him and a and mysterious me. figure presses the controls on the other side of the window or the glass and fucking kills him. And you're like, what the fuck? Our main character just died in a world of OSHA violations. <laughs> oh, my God. There's no way this could exist. No, it's so I insane. Mean, just the idea of it. Hey, guys, let's build a room that just sucks all the air around designed to lock the doors and kill anything that's inside of it. Like, fuck, no, <laughs> that's not no. going to happen. I used to work around uh, vacuum equipment, and that's not how that shit works at all. Uh, you don't just have a room. You have like an entire giant machine that you can put things in um, <laughs> that looks nothing like this situation. But, you know, whatever movie about zombies and cops, I'll, whatever, I'll leave it alone. But there's no way to exit this room once you're in there. There's no door handle. There's no nothing like why it's for pets, though. So I don't. Yeah, I don't really get it. Why it's designed the way it is or how it didn't bring up any like, hmm, maybe this isn't something we should have in here because it's not like this room is like sectioned off. It's literally just in a hallway where everyone's walking around. Yeah. Anyone can like see or go into this room easily. It's it sounds like we're like harping on it, but the movie harps on it so much. It's like the centerpiece of the whole situation and it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, 
the, the scene ends with the cop dead and the monster dead. I don't know. Uh, Bigelow kills him somehow. I can't remember. It doesn't really matter. Um, and there isn't, it's, it, there's like, you'd think there'd be crime scene tape and like all kinds of shit happening, but no, they're just kind of hanging out with the cop's dead body talking about how sad they are. Yeah. And <laughs> it's fucking weird. Yeah. To, it doesn't make sense. To clarify, um, we have Bigelow, Detective Bigelow, and also the coroner that we met earlier has also joined because she heard that he had died. And now there's a whole investigation going on. And from, yeah, she was friends with him. Yeah, and from here, Bigelow brings up the uh, the machine and where he had found the monster. And the coroner looks at it and she does some uh, investigating because she must be like a fucking genius. <laughs> she is a genius. Like a four hacker. seconds into like looking at what this is, she's like, ah, I see this is meant to reanimate the dead. <laughs> yeah, she figures it out weirdly fast. Yeah, like super fast. There's no passwords There's like no on this information. Thing. Anyone can use it. It's perfectly fine. They just take Roger's body like <laughs> plop it and onto the table, press the play button and. He's back. <laughs> he's back and he's fine. He feels better than ever. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's just like, yeah. fantastic. He's super happy to be at undead. Oh, yeah. We have a little scene where the uh, the doctor checks him. The, the, there's also a doctor who's with them. Um, I think he's the head coroner. Yeah, he's the head coroner. Yeah, he's like that the type of thing. And they check him and see that he's got no heart pulse or no uh, no heartbeat. And they're like, and and then they notice that, oh yeah, um, you're kind of like dying. <laughs> I think at this point, uh, she's like, we got to get you back, and we got to check you out before we can continue on. And Roger is like, nah, I gotta, I gotta find out who killed me, and I gotta kill them. And that's his whole goal from here on out. That is his entire motivation. I don't know. It's really weird how nonchalant a lot of the people are about finding this thing because what's crazy is that you have so many cops investigators like looking at this and you have doug who like says and tells people that this is where we fought a giant zombie monster and everyone's like just doesn't care that that roger's actually undead and just walking around no. the corner's like huh i guess yeah. the stethoscope <laughs> must be broken <laughs> like it's fucking weird it's it's he strange. also cuts his hand and he's like molten inside i don't know yeah he's not he's all coagulated he's not bleeding yeah but the the main thing that it's we like get orange. is the coroner theorizes that he only has like about 24 hours before his body decomposes supposedly becomes goo yeah pretty much yeah. becomes just meat goo um what she what she call it organic stew yeah organic stew organic which delicious. is not great <laughs> so full of vitamins. and this starts uh doug's or not doug excuse me roger's rampage to to find out what the fuck is going on <laughs> the rest of the movie just kind of goes like they go visit um yeah. the pr lady thinking she has more information um and she says, I might have a way to uh, keep you healthy forever. And uh, they're suddenly, I think they're attacked at the house. Yeah, there. they're attacked by yeah. two zombos. They're about to put on a, a video of her uncle or her. She says it's her, her 
her dad. She says it's her grand, dad. No, grandfather. Yeah, she says it's yeah, her grandfather and uh it's it's Vincent Price on a tape that actually just comes on. Like they didn't even put the tape on. It just it just Yeah, it, it just, just starts. starts. Oh no, they do put it on and then later once they come back in the room, it just starts by itself again. And as they're about to watch this tape that's Vincent Price as her grandfather, uh they get attacked by some more zombies. There's a big shootout that uh doesn't really matter. They no. killed the zombies. <laughs> And uh, they go um, check out the rest of the tape. And they from there, I think they go to um, they go to the they go to the grandfather's tomb, Vincent Price's tomb, right? They just go there and they leave uh, Doug behind. I don't know why they leave him behind, but they definitely I don't do. remember. Yeah. Was he like investigating something it's, or is he just it's sitting a complete there? mess because the uh, the plot kind of loses like control of what it's supposed to be like about. Absolutely. Because it starts off with, you know, we have these zombies who are robbing jewelry stores for some reason. We don't know why. Then we learn about this super rich dude who worked at the company that is making the zombies. But if he's super rich, why is he sending zombies to go to rob jewelry stores? He's also dead. And he's also dead. (laughs) <laughs> not so, undead he's just supposed so to be dead. Yeah, he's like gone so that doesn't make sense uh they go to visit um the dead dude's grave to see if they can figure out something and they find a numeric code that they can't they don't know what it's for but he roger takes note of it <laughs> not find a numeric code written in blood on the inside of a lampshade yeah, like, yeah that was in his house that? wasn't it no, that wasn't was his the tomb. tomb. That was the was tomb. Was it his tomb? Oh, he had like a Why weird little living shades? room. He had like a weird <laughs> little living room set up in the be. <laughs> Yeah, why, the, why do you have that? He had like a fucking foyer in his tomb. Well, it's, it's not too bizarre. I mean, because uh, I believe the what the Egyptians did that too for like their their pharaohs and their kings. They they had lamps and foyer and foyers and couches and, shit. and yeah. disconnected phones and fucking. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they would basically make something like a person would need to live and all their their riches and put it inside of the pyramid because that's and what yeah, they would need. Who in the was this? That was the Egypt, but that was the Egyptians. That, that, that was and, like and for where religion are we reasons. in the movie? <laughs> but you know, it's, yeah, it's you're the like, concept. Where did this take place, Florida? It's the concept. <laughs> like, okay, sure. If you're super rich and you got money to spend on a tomb, I could see someone doing it. Because why the fuck not? <laughs> okay. Where did this take place? I don't even remember. But I, I don't even think they say. It doesn't matter. Oh, it's like um, it's just some city. It's, it might as well be L.A. It doesn't matter. But they they go back to the house where they had left Doug. He's fucking dead. <laughs> he, he just he died off screen after being hanged by his feet to where his head is inside of a aquarium and he drowned. <laughs> it's so fucking yeah, weird. weird. He's our other main character and he's just fucking <laughs> murdered. Like they didn't have like a oh no something's happening to him or anything. They just get back and he's fucking dead. And in the most bizarre <laughs> way. Like okay, I thought he'd just be shot or something. <laughs> And they never like care weird. afterwards either. They just leave. No, Roger. Roger doesn't give a fuck anymore. Roger. Roger is like, it's it's kind of like joke time for everybody at this point. They don't mourn anything. They just kind of cracking jokes here and there. Hell, right after. Um, What's her face takes a shower. <laughs> yeah, they, I know. They stay in the house oh, and they just yeah. take a she shower. Takes a they shower just leave him hanging there. <laughs> Doesn't another assassin or something come? I don't remember. Uh, no. What happens is she <laughs> takes a shower and then she starts to fucking liquefy in front of his yeah. eyes for some yeah, reason. Scoop. 
she just become and it's actually I love that I kind of I kind of love the creature effects. It was it was it suddenly it got real gross real fast. Yeah. And she just yeah, dissolves. Was it still the lines of like she reveals that she wasn't actually the granddaughter? She was it, just like a benefactor that was resurrected. Yeah. It turns out like that, that yeah. she was Vincent Price, the rich dead guy. She was one of his first um, test subjects and he kept her alive and you know, used her. I, I, maybe she was going to be his protege, but I don't know why she decides to die now, though. It's I don't. Yeah, I, I, she's 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 already undead. But, you know, there's no explained trigger for why she just turned to goop. Like she kind of was saying, like, like, you know, the the thing that that changed me is different from yours. I'm I'm only good for so long. And then I suddenly deteriorate, which doesn't make any sense. I think I think she was getting like touch ups or whatever the fuck they needed. And then she stopped getting them because. What went down? Was that it? I, I think I, that was it. I, I think that was don't it. Remember. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, I know <laughs> that at some point we missed a scene where, because I, I remember that that Doug wasn't dead at this point. There's a scene somewhere in there that we've missed where Doug, Brandy, and uh, Mortis, well, where all where the three our three heroes go to like a Chinese butcher shop, and. I don't even. Oh, I guess oh. that guy supplied the drugs to the company. Yeah. And oh yeah, the animals and stuff. There's a weird. Yeah, they go there and they and the China, the the owner runs away, and like leaves them to fight his army of undead like corpses of pigs and cows and fish, and ducks and stuff. It's this weird ass fucking scene, and then they're just having like an all out brawl with like food items. <laughs> It doesn't make. I don't even remember. Then there's a whole scene that I feel like they just had puppets and they went. We're gonna put. This I kind of liked the cow thing though. <laughs> there is a yeah. There is a part where you know they're fighting the pigs' heads and and the shit's kind of flying around attacking them and then like the freezer busts open and an entire corpse of a cow starts. It doesn't even do anything. It's it like just a, falls on him. <laughs> yeah, it was like a. It was partially butchered, so there's like nothing it could really do it to the. So it was just a slab of fucking meat. It is. And it just slammed onto him. Well, it does and the whole like, thing where like it it uh, does the thing that a bull does right before it charges with its foot, and then it go, oh, yeah. goes to do something and just plops right down on someone. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it like mooing somehow too? It, the, all the animals are quacking and fish noises and everything is i don't know it, it oh, i like the cow one though because it's like what, what's making that noise those parts aren't there now same with the ducks headless headless chickens were clucking man i don't know oh uh, yeah that's true <laughs> i think the ducks still have their heads they they made sense the ducks yeah there was a lot of puppetry going on here so it was it was it was it kept it interesting i'll say that it was definitely uh, for comedic purposes because there was you know a machine there that brought stuff back to life and they had to shoot it to make all the animals which was weird because the machine brought all them back to life, but then they shot the machine and immediately everything died. But that's not yeah, how so it like, works for everything else. It was like a temporary mini home version or something like. Yeah, we'll just say it was a prototype for the finished product. Yeah, that's that's neither here nor there. It's just a scene that happens that we miss because it doesn't matter. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> really reveal anything. <laughs> no, there's nothing there. Except the 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 Chinese uh, business owner comes back, and when I I'm, I'm saying Chinese because he's like straight out of Big Trouble Little China, like he is. I, I, I like apparently he's like a he was he was like a wrestler, Professor Toro Toro oh, or something like that. Yeah, oh. American born, but oh, okay. Well, the, he's he's definitely a caricature of a Chinese okay. immigrant. Well, apparently that was like the the role he was most known oh. for in his movies. Oh, the eighties movies. Yeah. <laughs> 
Randy has died. Not is it Again. Randy? Yeah, it's Randy. Yeah, Randy has died a second time and dissolved while saying, "Forgive me, Roger." And um, Roger's like, "I know who it is. It's the head coroner. It must be." It was it was wasn't Randy the coroner? No, Randy is the public relations girl that they've teamed up. Oh my with. god, I got the fucking names mixed up. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. The movie's all over the place. He can he realizes that the secret code says. Oh my god! It says something really stupid. Yeah, if, and he's like, if you translate the uh, the code to like the letters of the alphabet, it spells out the head coroner's license plate. Oh my god! <laughs> Which is weird. Why would the other guy leave that code there? Who, Who fucking knows, man? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. I didn't realize how little sense it made until we started talking about it. <laughs> That's oh, his no. boy. Why did he just? What the fuck is going? That's on? Who I love wrote this, this movie. It just completely loses the plot. It's it's amazing. <laughs> it, it, it We've completely no forgotten sense. about that. The fact we have zombies robbing jewelry stores for some reason. <laughs> it's yeah. Well, okay. I guess. Well, here's where that comes back because um, this the, the zombies robbing jewelry stores is a plot by this doctor Ernest. The head coroner. The head coroner. Um, and he just wanted to get more money, I guess. How did he get the IRS <laughs> to, to be beat rich. your ass? Step one. <laughs> right? Like, this is all dumb. And he's a coroner. Like, he should have plenty of money. Like, he's the head coroner. He's, he's got a... He's got his own building. Like, like yeah. ten-story yeah. tall building. Like, he's got yeah. money. <laughs> and he's involved with all these other people. And he made a machine that brings people back to life or something. Like, there's no reason to have... I, I think what the original <laughs> idea was, was maybe the machine was powered by jewels. And that's why they're robbing jewelry stores, because it's just cheaper. Like um, Congo? Basically. Like Congo. <laughs> I don't know. We got know. a laser, but it's only powered by the rarest diamonds yeah, in the middle like, of honestly, the jungle. It feels like a plot to this movie that would happen, but I think they just forgot because there's no explanation for why they were robbing jewelry stores when it was clearly an important plot point at the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> um, Roger is captured when he's, you know, talking. He's, he's like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to kill you, doctor. And, uh, Two zombies come up from behind him and and lock him down and throw him in the back of an ambulance with um I guess Rebecca has also died off screen. Um yeah, Rebecca is the there. coroner, the original girl. She was she was like the love interest for uh our detective Mortis. And now she's she just been for dead. a while. Yeah. Yeah. She, After like the first time. The two our two other main characters have died off screen, which I I don't what is wrong with the eighties? Um, <laughs> and uh, Roger, oh, this was great though because they capture him and they throw him in the back of the ambulance. And what they're gonna do is, um, this is the Chinese business owner and like a couple of his zombies and the doctor. They're gonna head to a exhibition, um, for rich folks. So they take off, um, and. Roger's still in the in the ambulance and he kind of frees himself or something. No, he doesn't free himself, but he does release the parking brake on the ambulance. He kicks the parking brake <laughs> and it just starts careening downhill and slamming into stuff. And he has got the most like sadistic, joyous look on his He's face. He's loving it. He is having he's like lost his mind at this point. Yeah, he is enjoying the hell out of all this destruction he's causing. 
Yeah. And eventually the ambulance explodes freeing him. <laughs> and he's like stopped by a, by a patrol officer, basically an officer that rides like the little motorcycle bike thing. Yeah. <laughs> and and he's, kind of for some zip him up in the body bag. Right. Yeah. And oh yeah, yeah, he gets out. <laughs> he gets out. Yeah, yeah, and and you see what Roger looks like now. Oh my god, I love how he looks. He just looks just half. It reminds burnt. me kind of like a Beetlejuice almost. He just looks fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. He's he's super he's like, dead yeah. and super crazy. Oh, he's like crazy. He's half burnt. Like yeah, I like his character so much more now. <laughs> From this point, he's just insane. He's like, officer, I'm gonna need your gun. As he flashes his badge, showing that he's a, he's an investigator. Like, I'm a cop. <laughs> Give me your gun. I still have a job to do. And he is all fucked up. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he takes his bike too. Oh yeah. He does. He steals the cop's bike and he just <laughs> what is he like he knows where they're going, so he heads down to the building where they're gonna have this presentation, and he just rams his Oh my, he has this there's one cool move where he like drives the bike into the main entrance and hits the chain that would stop him so he gets launched off the bike and immediately starts shooting the security like midair as he's flying yeah. he has no he cares not for whatever's happening to his body at this point it's great and he just like goes on a rampage through this office building killing a lot people. a lot of yeah a lot of standing still shooting each other again a lot of standing he takes a lot of bullets and my, kills a whole bunch favorite- of people my favorite's the last guy before he actually gets to, like, the conference room with, like, the reanimation table. Because they're just standing there shooting each other for, like, a minute straight. Yeah, they're both zombies. <laughs> they were. They were both zombies, and they're just standing in a hallway. It's obviously fun. This was made for jokes, but, like, it's, it's like a full 60 seconds of them just shooting each other back and forth. And there's no movement. They're just eating everything. Um... And there's a uh, rich, rich people presentation we get to oh where gosh. the resurrected louder milk. That's the that's Vincent Price's character, the rich dead guy. He is telling all these rich people, I can make you live forever. Give me half your money and you have all your eternity to make it back. I'll keep you alive and do this and that. And and uh, Mortis comes in and he's like, I'm going to start murdering everybody. But his main goal is the doctor the head coroner yeah. the one the who killed him in the, the first thing. place he's still on his same mission this is this part like i was glued to this whole scene everything was great here um, yeah it was so over the top it was wonder. he's like making jokes and screaming oh, i'm gonna kill you fucker and all this stuff uh most of the people die here the 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 goons and the coroner's uh or not the, the coroner's goons and some of the rich people a lot of people die and then uh Mortis is like, yo, I'm going to kill you, McNabb, who's the doctor. And and McNabb's like, but wait, I have one last test subject. And he pulls the sheet back. We're back in the original building where the original machine was. And it's his old partner, Doug, on the table. And he's like, I, I'm going to bring him back to life. And he has a sad moment where he's like, no, not my buddy, Doug. And then he turns the machine on and the doctor brings Doug back to life. And he's like, now kill him. <laughs> and then they have a buddy moment and he's like, wait, you're my friend. <laughs> so yeah, because he's supposed to be like, stupid. he's been dead for so long that he's like deteriorated. So he's like, he has to listen. But then like, 
through Roger the power appeals of appeals to their their broness. Yeah. Yeah, there's <laughs> no reason the zombie like this new zombie should really care like to listen to anybody over somebody else. I don't know why that would be. Yeah, the the logic makes there's none. <laughs> it doesn't make like any a, sense. Like a, oh, it looks like a you created me kind of thing, but I don't know. Yeah, the important part is Doug remembers that uh oh yeah, I'm Doug and they're like, "All right, let's kick the shit out of this doctor dude." It's this is one. the best part of the movie. I love this part. Yeah, well, I was gonna say one thing I find weird is like they talk, like I said, they talk about how he's like supposed to be a lot stupider or dumber because he was dead for so long. Yeah, before but- being revived, but he gets he gets like his full mental like capacity back. Oh yeah, it's the 80s. when he like remembers. They Roger. were built different. <laughs> it's it's it like we've said many times. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it does not. It's stupid. Um, but yeah, but on to the next part, which is fantastic. But McNabb oh, yeah. does not want to get his shit kicked in by these two, so he does the logical choice. He's like, "You'll never get me." Pulls out a gun, puts it to his skull, and shoots himself immediately. Dude, there is no hesitation. Yeah, he no. He's, he literally. They're they're like, "We're gonna get you." He's like, "You're not gonna get me." Bang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just immediately kills stupid. himself. Like, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> Exit game. So They're like, fuck. So Roger and Doug look at his body. Then they look at the reanimation machine right <laughs> next to them. And then they look at each other. They're like, I got an idea. And they, <laughs> they pick him up, put him onto the reincarnation shit machine and revive him immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It was like we are not going to miss out on our chance to kill this motherfucker. <laughs> not only do they bring him, him once, bring him back to life. <laughs> and then they're like, "What happens if we resurrect him a second time after he's already been resurrected?" And the motherfucker explodes. Finally, <laughs> 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 explodes. <laughs> oh. It's so good. It's so wonderful. And then you know, now that they've completed their thing, I mean, they kind of know they're going to die. The rich, supposedly dead guy is like, hey, you know, I can make you live forever. It'll be fine. I'll fix you. Um, And they shoot up the machine and blow the whole thing to smithereens. And then they just kind of wander off knowing, you know, they're they're friends again and they're just going to leave and they're just kind of joking with each other again. And what, I, they, what do they say? This could be the end of a beautiful friendship. And then the movie ends. It's good. It's, you know, I like it. It was, I had <laughs> no idea what we were walking into. Oh my God. It, it was wild. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. And I love it. It's so good. It's, it's, it's just from, <laughs> from the from pressing play, it just fucking goes and it doesn't know where to stop. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I wonder what issues that they had writing this, because, again, it, none of it's connected at all. There's no connection no. between all the things that are happening. No, they just go from one place to another and things happen. I will say it says here, apparently the uh, the film had a, it suffered numerous cuts to the gore. Oh, I can imagine that because it looked like they, these yeah. are parts that. Yeah. They wanted to. Apparently, originally it had an X rating, but they wanted an R rating, so they had to cut it. Oh, I want to see the X version. What? Yeah, it had an X rating because of all the gore. That's interesting. (laughs) I wonder why. It's funny. It's just funny to think of, like, because I've only seen Treat Williams in The Substitute, where he's like an ex military man playing a. He's like pretending to be a substitute teacher to fight a drug gang. And he's just beating up a bunch of kids the whole movie. But it's very (laughs) it's played very seriously compared to this, which is like so fucking off the wall. I don't I didn't even know this movie existed. I had no idea. 
This was fun though. It was. <laughs> it was stupid I as shit it. and fun. Honestly, the just for that scene where they revive McNabb. <laughs> it's so oh, yeah. good. It's so hilarious. It was wonderful. Oh. It was good. I I I don't know. I, I I didn't hate anything this time. This is the, this is like the first time we watched stuff, and I didn't hate anything. I like this little bit of trivia. The writer was apparently approached by New World Pictures to write a sequel to Dead Heat, yeah. and uh, and the writer told New World the, the New World exec that a sequel be hard because all the main characters died at the end of the first one. <laughs> and the executive was like, "You've got a resurrection machine. You figure it out." <laughs> and the sequel was never made. Oh, that's so sad. He wasn't wrong though. I mean, this movie is kind of like uh, it's. A, it reminded me a lot of Psycho Gorman. Just Psycho Gorman was fun. Just because it's like there's a lot of um, uh, real puppetry type stuff. Um, what do you call it? I don't know. Not CGI. Um, a lot of practical effects. A lot of pra- there you go. Practical yeah, effects. Practical, and like, the movie kind of just goes all, like all over the place. It looks and there's yeah, it looks silly, but the movie treats them seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that was kind of shitty about it is there was jokes and the fact that none of the jokes were funny somehow made the other stuff more funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. All the one liners were shit. <laughs> uh, I'm trying this to remember some of them now. Like I can't it. even remember some of the one liners. I, I remember they them happening. Bad. Was, a lot of them were from Doug, if I remember right. Yeah, he was supposed to be the comic relief, but the movie itself was the comic relief, and Doug was cringy <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Wolfie's proud of his Dead Heat career movie. Oh, let's ask him. <laughs> let's ask him. What's his email? Send me his email. Joe Piscopo. Email us at dancersparadisepodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Check us out on Patreon. Yeah. Check out Fliss's yeah. Twitch. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he used to be on Saturday Night Live. That's interesting. A lot huh. of people have. <laughs> well, then again, who didn't? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's still alive. Good for him. Good job. Good job. Good Christopher. job. You survived <laughs> dead heat. Good job. You did it. You did it. Um, that's pretty much our. That's actually way past our time for today. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have a no, lot I, of editing. To do. <laughs> We've been going a while. It's fun, though. I enjoyed it. Um, thank you all so much for listening. If you uh, enjoy the podcast, please subscribe or rate it or something do the um, things you have any suggestions we have the discord or uh hit us up through the email dancers paradise podcast at gmail.com um or come check me out on twitch at blizzard slash twitch tv um <laughs> you almost forgot your own twitch yeah that's all right we're <laughs> so professional now it's amazing <laughs> i'm i'm trying i'm working on it man I, I i hate advertising but you know somebody's got to do it yeah and soon um, won't so soon don't even tell me about a movie that we just watched what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a breakdown <laughs> you ask him a question he just starts making noises <laughs> <laughs> oh. Listen. Um, thank you guys Sometimes. so much for the movie watching experience i don't know what we're doing next i i haven't even I haven't thought clue. i'm gonna yeah, guess no more black mirror and probably a couple things I'd about some you. video games because there's some video game stuff that that's been going on. we do yeah i think we're gonna have some more video game content coming up because there's been a lot happening lately there's going to be a lot more happening too we could talk about minion masters coming to mobile 
Okay. Do you have phones? <laughs> I'm kind of excited. Oh, we could talk about Fliz's uh, Yu-Gi-Oh obsession. Well, more like an yeah, intervention. Yeah, your Yu-Gi-Oh obsession. <laughs> I think that needs to yeah, happen. It's not an obsession. <laughs> it totally I is. Do not lie. Do you like the day after Master Duel came out, you had like 20 hours on that shit. <laughs> you know what? Man, Steam asked you to reconsider your review because it caught you playing for 14 <laughs> hours straight after that. I in no way got mad at the game, uninstalled it, and gave it a bad review, only to reinstall it and have Steam go, listen, fucker refix your review because we caught you in 4k <laughs> playing this game for another 20 hours <laughs> it's so fucking stupid you and your blue eyes unga bunga deck blue you eyes unga bunga. you're just jealous that's true i don't know of what but you're jealous of something you're jealous of joe piscopo about soon's fantastic hair <laughs> that's pretty great <laughs> all right that's it hopefully Delicious. next time i won't be sick Smooth from playing Yu-Gi-Oh so much. Silky. You know what? Get on my level. You know, I bet I after go. we're done with this, you're probably gonna play it right now. It's time <laughs> to do, 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 do. I gotta go. Dude. Oh my God. <laughs>